Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it sure has been cold the last week or two, huh? Last month, it felt good, I remember, to, uh, you know, put 2020 behind us, right? And then 2021 arrived in Washington and in Texas. Wow. I mean, to say the least, things seem to have been kind of odd, off kilter, out of whack, if not very difficult for some people and tragic for some. Wonder what is going on with all these things that we have endured, that we have encountered. Remember uh, 9-11? Sometimes events are so threatening, so visceral, that we are shocked out of our normal way of thinking, out of our normal ways of coping. At times like that, like 9-11, we are forced to our knees, so to speak, rightly turning to God, because it's so obvious we have no other choice, turning to God in wondering hopefully in humility, in prayer. But, more often, perhaps, as I read in a uh, devotional the other day, and as I think all of us have experienced in the past couple of weeks, as this devotional said, our way through is not so much the passionate appeal or the demand upon God as it is in the quiet placing of difficulty and worry in the hands of God. Like a trusting child asking a loving parent for help. The devotional ended by saying, I pray that I may indeed put my difficulties and worries in the hands of God like a loving, compassionate father and leave them there. That's the rub, isn't it? and leave them there, that he may show me his love and his care. Note the difference between the 9-11 cataclysm reaction and the opportunity for our daily response of trust in a compassionate, loving Father, our own attitude of coming to God with a sense of trust. 
could it be that everything we experience, beautiful or challenging, has the same purpose to nudge us or at times to push us a little closer or a lot closer into that place of trust, of gratitude, of acceptance, of the sustaining hope and love of a compassionate Father. Think about it. The beauty of wildflowers. Those beautiful pictures we see from the celebration of a wedding. The laughing of a child. Or the challenge of COVID. The strange direction of our culture. The beauty of the snow. And the exploding pipes from freezing water. Could it be that God lets us experience all of these things so that we may respond with and enjoy the sustenance of trust? of gratefulness, of hope in a God who loves and cares for each one of us as his own child. It brings to mind what has become a central verse in all of Scripture for me. Romans 8.28 we know, and just, just that we know, we don't question, we don't haggle, we don't argue. When we get quiet and we really trust, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Now sometimes we scratch our balding heads or we shake our fists trying to figure out what good comes from some of these things. I'm sure the Power Grid uh, Economic Commission or whatever it is in the state of Texas is uh, wondering about that. But something incredible. When we respond to these things, whether they are the visceral, shocking 9-11s or the daily opportunities for trust, hope, we find something life-changing. 
as our reading from Psalm 103 said, we find that the Lord is compassionate and merciful, filled with unfailing love. He does not deal harshly with us. Thank God that God does not deal as harshly with me as I deal with me. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate. He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. He remembers we are only dust. Hmm. Whoa. Despite our egos, despite our hard work, despite our strivings for financial security, for reputation, for emotional security, for family security, despite our mistakes, our sins, our failings, in the end, we are only dust. We are creaturely, we are fleshly, we are physicable, physicable. We are, <laughs> we are perishable. We are physicable. I sound like George Bush. Remember that, Congress? Over there. Uh, <clears throat> we will die physically. We will die. This is the ultimate reality check, right? We, we sail along, we don't think about it, we pretend otherwise God made us in this amazing way that that's not going to happen to me. Like my dad's co-pilot in World War II, Jake McInerney said in the cockpit one day, Captain Joe, I don't mind dying, I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> that is a true quote. Yogi Berra may have said the same thing. But this ultimate reality check is why we get honest every year, Ash Wednesday. And, and like Henry said, we are excited to be back. There is joy in this place today. Goodness gracious, the sun is shining. And what a wonderful thing to be able to come back and celebrate this very meaningful thing of Ash Wednesday, but it doesn't have to bum us out. It doesn't have to bring us down. We get honest every year and come face to face with this ashes thing, with our mortality thing, face to face or thumb to forehead, or this year, Q-tip to forehead because of COVID, or as I saw on the internet, Nerf gun to forehead. <laughs> we come face to face with this, this ultimate personal reminder of why we trust or want to trust a compassionate, loving God, because His sustenance, His gift of grace and forgiveness and life 
comes even in our own physical death. We do not have to be in fear of even that. When we trust that little equation that takes place in our own hearts by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, maybe through us getting over some stuff that we've got under the hood, when we trust that God is a truly loving, compassionate Father, even the words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return, need not be frightening. This is the amazing thing about Christian faith, and it is unlike anything else in our world. That sin and mistakes and errors and guilt and background stuff and even death itself do not have to get us down. Now, many of us, like Jake McInerney, my dad's co-pilot, do wonder and worry about the physical process of dying. And many of us here, all of us, have suffered through the loss, the mourning, the grief of death in our families and among our friends. Yet, by trusting the love and compassion of Christ, we find, just like Isaiah was prophesying in the Old Testament reading, as we go through these things, and as we will come to our own time of passing, then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. It's either true or it is not. I say, let us trust in its truth and be changed by it. Amen. Even after all of our struggles, even after COVID, all of our failings, all of our background stuff, all of the snow and ice, we ultimately really don't have to worry about anything when we trust in the compassion and love of Christ, especially when we approach God and Christ like that devotional said, instead of with a demand with gentle trust, like a child, like we did when we fell and scraped our knee, and we came to our parents, and that beautiful relief came of compassion, of healing, of a band-aid and a snack.
I know it's a goofy example, but remember, it was great. Of course, that key is putting our difficulties and worries in the hands of God and leaving them there, right? And there is one more thing about <clears throat> trusting in a loving God that is amazing and transformational. You don't have to wait around for heaven to see him in action. In your heart, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your family, in the lives of people you meet. Back to that prophecy from Isaiah. Do we do our works of obligatory prayer and obligatory fasting and obligatory this and working that and earning that? Okay. There may be some merit in doing those good things. But we know that we cannot earn our way into this bliss and peace. And so we, as our readings said, we don't just do the stuff for external. The idea is we do the stuff in our hearts, in our lives, with our actions, with our generosity, with our giving. And as Isaiah said, the right kind of fast is to humble ourselves, loose the bonds of wickedness, undo the straps of oppression, let the oppressed go free, break every yoke, share your bread, bring the homeless into your house, cover the naked. That is when we can see and know in this life today that we are living in right purpose. We don't have to question. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to wonder about that trust, blessing, love of God because we are doing the God thing that He wants us to do. Your trust in God and your action, your right action on His behalf in sharing His love with others frees you to love, to give, to serve, to be His ambassador today. As Paul said in our reading from Corinthians, behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. Not just in eternal life, not just up in heaven, but right here today, right now. So, Maybe ask God to help you see that He is working through all things, beautiful or challenging.
Maybe ask God to prompt that spirit of gratitude of thanksgiving for electricity, of thanksgiving for water, and of the recognition that many of these things we complain about are luxuries and conveniences compared to so many in the world. Maybe ask God to help you respond with to these things beautiful, to these things challenging, with that childlike trust and gratitude so that you may be infused with hope and assurance and enjoy it. Enjoy that. Be sustained by it. Gain sustenance from it. Be strengthened by it. Maybe ask God to help you be amazed that through faith we don't have to really worry in the end about anything even death itself. And that this day, we may receive the sign of ashes by thumb or Q-tip or Nerf gun with sure confidence, peace, and assurance in God's love. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.